If you are a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for biblical encouragement, spirit-led wisdom, and practical ideas as you answer God's calling to increase your authority by becoming an author. I'm Nika Maples, and I can help you write your next book so that you can take your business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. You are an anointed and appointed writer, and you've been prepared and positioned for such a time as this. Today, I'm reading for you from my new book, Page One to Page Done, a step-by-step plan to write, publish, and market your amazing book. And this is chapter number 13, Write Your Manuscript. The race officials had taken down all of the balloons and half of the finish line counting device by the time I arrived. The rest of the runners had finished the Cowtown 5K in less than 45 minutes, but I had come in at one hour and 45 minutes. I may have finished an entire hour later than everyone else, but I had determined that the wheels on my walker were going to wear out and quit before I was. It's worth noting that other than the first three finishers, all the hundreds who ran the Countdown 5K that day have the same exact reward. It's a medal hanging from a ribbon. And I got to take home a medal too, even though I had barely a finish line left to record my time at the end of the race. Let my 5K experience remind you that the reward of a completed book is worth it, no matter how long it takes you to get there. So once you start writing, please don't quit. Trust me, the water you drink at the end of a finished race tastes so much sweeter than the water you drink after you've walked away from an unfinished course. So before the starting gun fires, it might encourage you to hear my perspective on endurance as an experienced writer. My logged experience as a writer makes me a double master. In his book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell explains that it takes 10,000 hours of practice to master a given skill. If you were to amass 10,000 hours of experience, it would take about 10 years of writing if you practice five hours per day. Yet, I believe you can get to the point of mastery faster if you write with the following intentions. Offered to you by a coach who is well past 20,000 hours of writing practice. The idea is just to write again and again, and again. I love the straightforward command in Habakkuk 2-2 when God told the prophet, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. If we want people to take our ideas and run with them, we have to make them plain on tablets or on keyboards as the case may be. Before you begin, understand that there are three steps and three steps only to finishing a manuscript. One, Create a detailed outline. Two, schedule writing time. Three, write during writing time. Now, we've just spent the first 12 chapters of this book only talking about number one, creating a detailed outline. Regarding number two, there is no need to be stringent when scheduling your writing time. If you have never had a regular writing time before, it's not likely that penciling in a two-hour writing time six days per week is going to work for you. Habits take time to build, so start with something much smaller. 
You can either schedule a longer writing time once per week or schedule a micro writing time more often. The person who writes for two hours every Thursday will make the same exact progress as the person who writes for 20 minutes, six days per week. Think about it. It's the same amount of time. The important thing is that you commit to yourself that you won't berate yourself if you miss a writing appointment. Remember, I'm the founder of Team No Streaks, and anyone's welcome to join my club. Over my 28 years of author experience, I have never flawlessly kept my writing commitments, and I'm fine with that. One of my clients recently said, I've decided to allow my values to interrupt my intentions. I can schedule a writing time, but if my son calls and asks me to come over and watch my granddaughter, I'm going to drop everything and go. One of my highest values is my presence and my availability as a grandmother. And I allow that value to interrupt my intention of writing. I wholeheartedly agree with her. I allow my values to interrupt my intentions all the time. And that means that sometimes I write every day, but other times I write only once a month. But I never punish myself for not writing because I don't try to write from willpower. I've already proposed the problems of relying on willpower. But I think it bears repeating lest you find yourself in the quicksand of it as you begin to write. People think willpower is motivated by self-discipline, but it's not. Willpower is motivated by self-punishment. Willpower says, if you don't do this, you're going to be sorry. You can't will yourself to do anything you don't wish to do. Willpower is a joy drainer because you start to hate anything that promises to punish you. Negative thoughts and emotions become attached to your writing then and you avoid it even more. People may do things, but they won't do things well under the threat of punishment. Wish power is different. Wish power is a joy giver because it promises to reward you. When you desire something, you do whatever it takes to have it. The more you visualize the result you desire and experience the feelings you expect to have when you achieve that result, the more you will marinate in those positive emotions. Positive emotions will become attached to your writing then and you'll want to show up for it even more. And the more you show up for it, the more you will guarantee your success. That is a fact based upon the biblical principle of the law of the harvest. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Galatians 6, 9, which reads, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. That sounds like a guarantee to me. God doesn't promise when the harvest will come, but he promises that it will. The law of the harvest is the very concept that motivated Christ to finish the work of salvation. Hebrews 12.2 tells us, For the joy set before him he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus didn't self-punish his way to Calvary. He didn't endure voluntary crucifixion by his own willpower. I don't think that would have been enough to see him through it. But he could envision what was waiting for him on the other side of his suffering. And for the joy set before him, he kept going. That's the same thing that's going to keep you going. So decide right now you're not going to waste time and beating yourself up for missed writing appointments. Support yourself and be kind. And if you find yourself unmotivated to write, please realize that you must be running low on wish power. The only reason anyone does anything is because they feel like it. And if you have stopped feeling like writing, that's why you're not writing. So go spend some time meditating on the joys said before you. 
your future results. Focus on the reasons you are moving toward those results and the feelings you expect to feel when you get there. When you start to slow down, it's time to refuel your wish tank. You can even create minute moments of desire within the writing process, and I found that to be extremely helpful. For instance, if you stop a writing session when you're almost but not quite finished with the chapter or section, then you'll create the impetus to come back to it. Make sure you jot down a few notes so you can come back with the same intention, but leave the passage just short of done. That way, when you return to your work, you won't be bullied by a blank page. You'll simply tie the satin bow on the passage you left open during the previous writing session and then move on. Another way to do this is to finish the passage, but then plant a question that will stimulate your thinking the next time you write. Ideally, the question will lead into the next passage. Leaving a passage just short of done or planting a question for yourself are ways of leaving an open loop. The brain can't tolerate an open loop. We always come back to close it. Personally, I've found the Pomodoro technique to be a useful tool in leaving open loops and keeping me writing. The Pomodoro technique is a time management practice developed by Francisco Cirillo in the late 1980s. Cirillo used a tomato-shaped kitchen timer to time his intervals of focused work and stretch breaks in college. He would focus on his work for 25 minutes, followed by a five-minute break. After four focused intervals, called pomodoros, the Italian word for tomato, and three breaks, the fourth break would be longer, maybe 15 minutes. Then the whole cycle would begin again. When I write, the Pomodoro technique is critical to my progress. Now, I typically set the timer for longer Pomodoros, usually 45 minutes. But for many years, the shorter focused intervals were highly effective for me. To help you get used to the Pomodoro technique, I've created several Pomodoro writing sessions on my YouTube channel, some with different lengths of time and different kinds of white noise to facilitate your writing time. You can check it out and pick a few favorites to come back to again and again. With a timer at your fingertips, you'll have everything you need to keep writing. The key is to write and only write during scheduled writing time. Scrolling social media or switching the laundry are not the only deterrents to writing either. Christians typically get sidetracked by a temptation much less obvious, praise and prayer. That's right. When a Christian sits down to write, I've noticed that the knee-jerk response is to suddenly turn on worship music and bow our heads to pray. Perhaps we feel like that is what we're supposed to do as Christian writers. However, many clients have told me how they can get sidetracked by praise and prayer, and then they look up and 40 minutes has passed without so much as a word being typed into their document. I can assure you that what is acceptable for a writer would never work for another profession. Christian heart surgeons cannot do anything other than operate during operating time. You wouldn't want your surgeon to lose your peak moments of anesthesia because he's singing a hymn. Christian attorneys cannot do anything other than litigate during court time. You wouldn't want your lawyer to lose your only moments before the judge because she's on her knees in silent prayer. I could go on and on. Christians in all other professions must pray and praise before the moment of truth, not during it. So why should it be any different for writers? You must write and only write during writing time. And if you do, you're guaranteed to finish your book. Take heart, my friend. 
There is an easy path to write your manuscript. In fact, it only takes three steps. Create that detailed outline, schedule writing time, and then write during writing time. And if any questions bubble up during any part of that process, reach out to me. I'll either record a YouTube video, a podcast, or create a workshop where you can come and get the answer that you're seeking. Are you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? I love creating weekly lessons that will bring value and insight to you on your writing, publishing, and book marketing journey. When you listen to my podcast, you learn through your ears. But when you watch my YouTube channel, you learn through your eyes and your ears, making double the impact in half the time. See you over on YouTube.